Welcome to another episode of Too Much Pod Tarp. It is August 24th. Um, we're almost at the end of the month, uh, so we hit another week here, another Monday. Uh, you know, we've been getting cases, you know, the Mets series against the Yankees was owned this weekend. We've been getting, uh, you know, throughout the season, a bunch of teams have had to postpone games and at like the Phillies and Cardinals and Collins. But, you know, we're still treading along here with the season without, not without bumps in the road, but hopefully we can finish the season, get to, get to the end. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to be doing another DFS pod today, make some more money. Uh, Joey Ricotta is back with me to do, run through our, some of our picks. Uh, I have the article, so I'll be. I have. I have a lot of it done already, so I can. Let, have a lot to look at, and yeah, let's roll with some pitchers. Uh, it's the seven-game slate for the main slate. It starts at seven ten. Your time. Some of the pitchers, you know, Trevor Bowers at the top, uh, ten thousand two hundred. He's been. Crazy dominant so far through four starts. He hasn't surrendered more than one run or three hits in any of the, those starts, and gone six at least six innings, and struck out seven at least seven batters. Uh, strikeout total was forty one, and that's for forty three point six percent K rate. He's walked only seven, and his ex woba against is one seventy five, and he faces the Brewers lineup, who is not that great, who's they have the third worst Woba at 288, so it's a pretty good matchup for him. Uh, he definitely got a roll with, with the top guy there, pay up for for him, and you know we'll see what happens. Obviously, this is a DFS pod, but uh, the the Reds came out and said that they might end up going and trading for trading up for guys, uh, but it depends on how they play this week. Um, if they end up playing poorly, they may end up shopping back power, but we'll see what happens, which that would be interesting to see if he would be traded. Um, but anyway, today, yeah, definitely start him. He's a, he's pretty much a lock the way he's been pitching against that lineup. Uh, and then Kenta Maeda is another one. He's He's been... He's been very good as well. Um, carried in, carried a no hitter into the ninth inning. His last start against those Brewers, uh, he struck out twelve, walked only two. Uh, he has 30, 33 strikeouts overall, and just six walks in thirty one and two thirds innings, five starts. Um, and he also faces kind of a uh, not that great of a lineup in the Indians. You know they have some good hitters in there, some. Some hit, like hitters that can mash, but they're the third worst. They're also the third worst, and they're tied with the Brewers with for Woba at 288. The third worst in hard hit rate, 32.7 percent, and worst in expected batting average at 233. So it's another solid matchup for that for him. Um, so I like those. Those are my top two. Uh, another kind of option is Lance Lynn, who's obviously been 
really good as we talked about before. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, six starts. He hasn't given up more than two runs. And 42 strikeouts in 39 and a third. Uh, he's averaging 26 points on DraftKings. And against the Padres lineup, he, you know, slammed Diego Padres. He only gave up two runs. With Both, both of them came off of uh, home runs. And no walks, strike, six strikeouts over seven. And, you know, faces the A's, who is always a dangerous lineup, but he proved he can pitch well against a good lineup, obviously, with the Padres. So I like that uh, as a as a good option in the kind of the mid-range. So those are my top three guys that I like. Uh, and it's kind of like pick and choose from other guys if you with some other lineups, depending on what you do, but let me see. I don't know if, what, if you have, what your thoughts are on the pitchers. Uh, um, yeah, no, I like those calls a lot. Um, those are pretty much the main three that I'll have exposure to, too, at least on the top end slash just under the top tier pricing um, with Lance Lynn. Um, it actually wouldn't surprise me, and, I mean, hear me out here, because I know we're not talking about, like, this isn't uh, the pod for that, but I kind of feel like Lance Lynn could be getting shopped around here pretty soon. Yeah, I agree. Um, he So he's under contract for next year, too, I believe. Yeah, I think but so. But just given the way that they've used him to this point in the season, I mean, he's thrown over 100 pitches. He's got at least 102 pitches in every game so far this season. And he's started mm-hmm. six games yeah. to this point. I mean, he's been nothing short of terrific. But, I mean... You know, you got to start wondering at some point, like, what's Texas even playing for? This yeah, season? they're. I I definitely agree with that. There's they really don't have much of a team besides him. Like they have not that great of an offense, and yeah, I just I don't I think that's definitely something they can do, moving him. Yeah, and so I kind of feel like. They want to get the best out of him, which, I mean, to this point they have. But also, just they're just going to ride him. And, like, if he's pitching well, they're just going to let him go. You know what I mean? Like, that's how yeah, it yeah. affects daily fantasy, at least, I think. It, potential, their plans for him mm-hmm. could affect us as DFS players being that you know, it's not like a Los Angeles Dodgers situation where the guy's pitching good and, well, he might get the hook after five and yeah. 75 pitches. Like, Lance Lynn's pitching good. He's going to go over 100. He's probably going to get into the seventh and eighth inning, you know? That's true. So, um, and he's already pitched against Oakland, six and a third, three hits, one run. It was a homer, um, three walks, six K or seven Ks. 
Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we talked about Oakland with Bondi today or yesterday. Um, they're not exactly an offense I love to pick on, but I do really like Lance Lynn. And I think he's pitching so great that um, we're good. So very good enough that he can he can uh, shut them down. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Trevor Bowers, nothing short of spectacular this season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for the National League, he might be the Cy Young winner right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be between him and, you know, who, Darvish? Yeah, I think it's between him and Darvish. Because Jarvis just picked up win number five, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he's got, I think it's a 1.7 ERA. But, I mean, Bauer has been fantastic. Just striking everybody out. No fewer than seven Ks in any of starts. And he's got double-digit strikeouts in two of those four. And at least 36 fantasy points for DraftKings in every start. So, just, I mean, no more than one run. Yeah. He's given up two two runs in four starts. I mean, he's been outstanding. And Milwaukee does, they're just not that good. People thought they would be good coming into the season, and I was somebody who said they'd regress. Like, you, you were also one of those people. Yeah, just based on you know losing Mustakis, losing Randall, um, and so far we've been proven right. You know they've taken a step back. So I I, I love Bauer. I love Lynn, Maeda. Obviously, like you said, taking a no hitter into the ninth uh, against Milwaukee. <laughs> um, so another obviously great team to pick on, but um, Maeda could probably get it done against Cleveland as well. Um, as he already has this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So, I like that. Um, maybe a bounce-back candidate. Um, they didn't let him get too many pitches in last time, but after that long layoff due to the COVID, basically shutdown of the St. Louis Cardinals. I like Flaherty. Um, I think he's a very talented pitcher. We saw it for, what, a whole second half of last season, more than that, actually. He was just terrific for a long stretch of time last season and going into the playoffs. Um, I think against Kansas City, you know, facing, like, the the right-handed bats that they have, like Soler, you know, even Whit Merrifield, a lot of those guys that are really good on that team hit from the right side of the plate. Um, so I like that matchup for him. I, th- I think it sets him up. It, it bodes well for him, um, even at his price tag, which is a little expensive for, you know, considering he only pitched an inning in two-thirds his last time out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still think there could be, that could be a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Framber Valdez has pitched very well. And he actually had a very good outing against the Angels, which he's going to face today. Um, 26.7 DraftKings points, six and a third innings. 
Um, no earned runs and eight strikeouts. I've been saying for a while I don't think that he's the strikeout pitcher that once in a while he flashes. I don't think he's really going to be that guy moving forward, but it's all about neutralizing offenses. So if he can, you know, not give up much and then still come away with some strikeouts, maybe a caper inning, maybe a little bit less, and get the win, you know, that's that's all fine and gravy. Um, so we'll take that at that cheap price tag. Alec Mills, he was somebody I was very high on. Not, not very high on, I shouldn't say that, but one of the guys I thought was an underrated sleeper type of pitcher coming into the season if he were to make the rotation, which I didn't expect him to over Chatwood, and he didn't, but he was forced into that role when once Quintana went down. Um, and he's actually pitched pretty damn well this season. Um, he's had a couple of, well, really – just one kind of outing that he got roughed up, which is the last one against St. Louis. Um, but other than that, he's been pretty damn good. He's not a huge strikeout guy, but he's facing a team that strikes out a bunch in the Detroit Tigers. So that's not a terrible spot. Um, his price is a little, maybe a little bit high for what he is. But... Um, I could see him playing up in that type of situation, going up against a team that strikes out a lot. Um, Obviously, I love the prospects of Lazardo, but I'm probably not going there today. Um, Casey Mize against the Cubs. I hate that I got to say this, but the Cubs strike out a ton, Um, especially after their extremely hot start. They've started striking out a lot, at least this last week or two. They have really started striking out a lot, and Mize looked pretty damn good his last time against the White Sox, his first outing, Mm -hmm. um, seven strikeouts and four and a third. And really, you know, it it wasn't like he got – like those runs that they got, you know, it it was via the home run, and the the White Sox have been hitting everybody, you know, lately. Yeah. So I can't really fault him for those runs that he gave up. I th- I still think just watching the start, he looked like he's got it. You know, he's got some great stuff for – he's a big league pitcher, without a question, which, I mean, everybody thought that he'd be here maybe a little bit sooner even. But um, so I don't – I, I kind of like that even at 6.2K. That's pretty cheap on DraftKings. Um, you know, I hate saying that being the Cubs, but – um, the Cubs, like I said, they've been striking out a lot, so I kind of I don't mind that in in tournaments. But yeah, that's what I got for pitching. I, it's a long spiel, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that Mize call too. Like at that price tag, especially. But you know, it just depends. Hopefully, he can go like a little bit longer. I mean, obviously, four and a third in his first start is probably going to be able to go five. Or more innings, so I I definitely can see that. And uh, just a note on Flaherty too. I'm not sure how long he's going to be stretched out. Like how they only he didn't pitch long in the first time back. So I feel I think they're going to probably after a long layoff kind kind of take a little bit longer to stretch.
stretch him out. Maybe just take a couple of starts to actually get stretched all the way out again. But that's know. yes, that's a great point. That's also my fear too because, um, you know he he wasn't he's their ace. I mean, we all know that he's the Cardinals' ace at this point, especially after last season. But, um, you know, he wasn't the first guy off the board as far as when they returned to play. No. You know, it took – it was – I don't know how many games, but he didn't pitch for a, at least the first couple of games that the Cardinals, when they returned, which is kind of worrisome, especially when you're talking about taking it easy with them. Like, are there some things going on there that, you know, he's just, his arm's just not quite up to speed with all this time off? And, and why is it not quite up to speed compared to maybe some other guys that they've been going through the same thing that he has as far as the layoff and stuff? And they've been a little bit more cautious with him than they are other pitchers. So that's a little bit. Like, to your point, uh, I, I think that is a great reason to be kind of weary, especially given how, you know, expensive he is. Um, can you afford to have that risk of him getting yanked a little bit sooner than maybe he normally would? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But, I mean, could be something that you just take the risk in like whatever and maybe it's just a cash games maybe probably not tournaments but probably just like a, a cheap entry or something no i think it's the opposite actually i think i would do it in tournaments but not in cash games because oh. i don't think he's a safe play because i you know i don't think i can like i, I can't guarantee that he'll pitch if i can't guarantee that he'll pitch so many innings i don't want to touch him in cash games but maybe a cheap entry tournament maybe yeah but like i can't i wouldn't touch him in cash games probably tomorrow because i want guys that are like guaranteed like 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 even lynn you know he's got not really a great matchup but for him, it might be a decent matchup. And, yeah. But you know he's going to throw the pitches, you know? So I would rather go that route or, like, Bauer. Like, those two guys have been so dominant, and, you know, Bauer's got a great matchup. I would rather go that route than, like, a Flaherty in cash games because you just don't know. I, you know, I have no idea what's – but a tournament upside play – you know, I, I'd be okay with that. Uh, another guy, may, maybe that has potential, is Brad Keller at 6.7K. He's been pitching pretty well. Uh, his strikeout number is not going to be there. If he's only 15 strikeouts and eight walks in over three starts, but He's only given up. No, he hasn't given up any runs yet. Over, yeah. So definitely, he's been pretty solid. And obviously, facing a Cardinals offense who's has has hitters in there, but they're, you know, obviously the 
the long layoff. They've only played a few games since then. So, I mean, they could always have a slow day. And you know, he's only allowed eight hits so far. So, over the three starts. So, that's kind of a just a value play, that potentially. Uh, yeah, definitely. One of the guys I liked is Anthony Rendon uh, in that game against Framber Valdez, who you mentioned as a pitcher. But Rendon is, he's had, he actually has a 13 game hitting streak after two for five yesterday. And over that stretch, you know, he was off to the kind of a slow start in the Angel, in, for the Angels. And the stretch, this stretch of games, uh, the hitting streak, he raised his average from 103 to 319. So, yeah, over those 13 games, he's gone 25 for 52, which is four, sure. 40, 41 batting average. Uh, so he's been on fire. Um, and I think he's going to keep it up. Uh, hits the ball hard, 56.7% hard hit rate. Uh, he's the top 10% of the league in ex-WOBA, expected WOBA, uh, 409. Uh, top 1% in walk rate, 18.5%. Um, so I, that's the one. That's one of the guys, along with Trout, of course, which is always a pretty good pick. Uh, those are the two guys that can. Uh, Mash Valdez today. Uh, well, we said Trout yesterday, but he he didn't really have he didn't do much. But I mean, it's the day after now, so he's gonna do something today. It's like he he has he has an off he has kind of an off day, and then the next day he'll probably do something. This is usually the case because he's Mike Trout. Yeah, definitely he's. But, you can pretty much bank on. If it ain't today, it's tomorrow. Yeah. But Anthony, yeah, Rendon, I think he'll extend his hitting streak to 14 and just keep up what he's been doing. He's, I, it's been, it's been awesome for him to be able to finally like get on that. You know, once when he first started out, it was kind of like, oh, is this guy ever gonna get going here? And but it obviously was just kind of getting adjusted to his. His new threads, and now he's on a roll. It doesn't seem like anybody can stop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like kind of Hunter Hunter Dozer, um, that was also a pitcher, uh, obviously with Flaherty, that we met, that you mentioned, or we mentioned. Um, so I kind of like I like him against him, and then. Whenever, like, obviously, get the other pitchers once they get to the bullpen, which might be pretty quickly, to play, because I don't think he's, I don't think Flair is going to go that too long. Um, but those are what four for uh, four for four yesterday with two doubles, a walk, three runs scored. That was twenty four points on DraftKings. Uh, he's averaging 9.3 points per game. And he's hitting 281 over his last 10 games, 9 for 32, uh, three home runs. So 
he's a he's a value option too. So at three point eight k, so he's I could definitely see him putting up some good stats today. Um, and Nelson Cruz hit a home run yesterday. I like him as a one of the studs, one of the top like the studs, one of the top tier guys um, against the. What's his name? Oh, Aaron Savali, who's been pretty, he's been really, really solid this year. But Cruz is on a pretty good roll of late. Um, he's, you know, that home run yesterday, and he's 12 for his last 32 with six home runs. Uh, six home runs in the last 10 games. Uh, and. 13.6 points per game over those last 10 games. 11, 11 averaging 11 for the season. So he's been catching, catching up fire here. Uh, you know, 23 points yesterday. Uh, 18, two days before that. Um, so I like that as a potential option to go with, like uh, paying up for. Uh, you know them. Twins lineup is somebody that is obviously always a pretty good stack option as well. So I think, you know, as I said with Savali, he's been he's been really good this year, but you know, it's a tough lineup. And it's in within the division. Uh, he's he did face him on August second, which was my birthday. Um, gave up three three runs over six innings. That uh, was a home run. I don't remember who the home run was, but so they got they got to him a little bit to that last start. They he faced them, you know, and the last two starts were only against Pittsburgh and Detroit, which don't have the best offenses. And he gave up four runs against Detroit. So I mean, I think he's he might be bound for kind of a rough go around today against the Twins. So I like Cruz. I like some of the other hitters in there. Um, you know, Sano, who's been getting there a little bit. He's been hitting well of late. Three for four yesterday. Uh, and then two for five on Sunday or Saturday. Or wait, is today? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure what day it was for a second, but yeah. But yeah, those. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Hori uh, Polanco is another guy that you can maybe go with for that stack. But uh, I didn't look into many hitters yet, but those are some of the guys I do like. As far as that goes, and then maybe even with KC, maybe go with you can always go with Whit Merrifield even. Uh, so, along with who I mentioned already with Dozer, so those are some options. Um, trying to think of who else.
Well, I guess your boy Ian Happ too. That's another another guy. The, the value. There you go. Yeah, he's still cheap too. Like what, thirty nine? I mean, thirty nine hundred. Yeah, thirty nine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> still too cheap. Yeah. I, I mean, I that's know. better. That's getting closer to his range, but man. True. Jeez. But yeah, he's he's been pretty good. I picked. I actually just picked. I'm surprised he was still in our league. Like he was still available in the league in our fantasy league. I picked him up. Yeah, because nobody's having anybody's paying attention. I I couldn't because I had nowhere I uh, I didn't know I dropped for him. You know. Yeah, I I hadn't even looked at it, so I was like, I had so many guys that I could just drop because I still had Anduhar and I still had like some guys that were on the IL, you know, like that weren't going to be like Paxton, who's not probably not going to return this season, and then mm-hmm. yeah. And then somebody else, I think. I forget who it was, but for somebody that was, like, out for a while. Which is no point. Oh, I gotcha. It's a 60-game season. There's no point in using the IL because if, like, if they're out for a while, he's, like, that's going to be, like, the whole season, basically. But anyway, this isn't. Fan, this isn't the full season fantasy pod. I mean, not that it can't be. I mean, we could we could always give some give some advice for that too. Because right. we had yesterday with Sam's waiver waiver ads, so we could always go transition to that sometimes too if we want to. What? Oh, what? What are some other hitters that we should go with? I don't know. Nicholas Castellanos. Mm. Yeah, he's he's always an op- a good option. Uh, Facing a lefty. Yeah. The dude rakes lefties. He's done it his entire career. Playing in a good hitter's park. I mean, even if they were in Cincinnati, it'd be a good hitter's park. (laughs) Castellanos, 5,200. Isn't on quite the tear that he started the season on. Obviously, cooled down quite a bit. This is when you strike. Let's heat the iron back up. Castellanos, 5,200. Spend up. That's where I'm going. Let's do it. Brett Anderson, he's not terrible. But I I just, I got to go. I mean, Anderson against righties, um, really, it's kind of an even split compared to lefties. Lefties a little bit better hitting against him actually over his career I don't think this season but Castellanos against lefties I mean if you want me to pull up I could probably pull up the numbers but 
Let's see what his splits are against lefties. Oh boy. We'll go with this season first. It's actually hitting eight of his nine home runs against right-handed pitching this season. But he hasn't faced many lefties. Um, career against lefties. We could just go to, let's just go to 2019. 2019, last year versus lefties. Eight home runs, 19 RBIs, a 370 batting average compared to 272 versus righties. Mm. Um, a 190 WRC plus, a 460 Woba oh my against lefties, a 343 ISO, 1.138 OPA. The guy kills lefties. This is just yeah. last season. Um, mm. Career numbers. Let's see his career. 302 compared to 268 versus righties. Batting average. And, and the Woba, 372 compared to 330. 135 WRC plus compared to 106. I mean, he smashes lefties. I want every bit of Castellanos, especially if, if people are kind of off of him now, now that he's kind of cooled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still, he hit a double just yesterday, Sunday. So, I mean, he, he's not, it's not like he's, I mean, he's, he's won for his last, let's see, eight, six. So, he's won for his last 14. It's exactly when you pick up Castellanos. Especially against the lefty, because people aren't going to be on. And I, I actually really like the red stack tomorrow, because they've got some righties that can that can do damage against Anderson. Although Anderson, like like I mentioned, he's not uh, terrible against righties. But like I don't even I don't mind Vado on a lefty lefty. I just like that matchup in, in Milwaukee. I, I really like that matchup. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my guys, though, Castellanos. Um, if Matt Davidson's in the lineup, you could probably look there, too, at only 3K. That's pretty cheap. Um, that's not a bad He's got pop. We know that. Um, it's really about the only thing he does is he can hit some bombs. Um other hitters. Let's see here. Um, I don't know. I'll kind of be spread out a little bit tomorrow. Um, as far as like tournaments and stuff go. Not a huge believer in Savali. I mean, he's, he's not a bad pitcher, but I just think that the Twins, I, I, I think they, this is a spot where they could get to him a little bit. Um, you know, they've got some powerful lefties in that lineup, like Rosario, Kepler, um, Cruz against anybody is good. 
Um, yeah. You know, I kind of like that Polanco. You can kind of stack up those lefties if you want a cheap option like Jake Cave. Um, lower down the lineup. I kind of like that. So, I mean, they're not super cheap options, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Well, Cave is cheap, but. Um, let's see. Definitely okay with your Mike Trout call and Rendon calls against really anybody, but facing mm-hmm. a lefty, even though I like Valdez, but, yeah, you can play them against anybody, and they've been hitting the shit out of the ball, so they're solid plays. Yeah, hitting the shit. Uh-huh. Hitting the shit. Um, let's see. I don't know. That's really all I got up for right now, because I gotta, I gotta see how stuff develops. Like I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm gonna do more research leading up to lock. So, you know, I, I, I kind of like um, Houston against Sandoval. Uh, I kind of like that. Sandoval has given up at least one home run in each of his four outings this season. Damn. So, you know. Facing a lot of right-handed batters in Houston, you got the short porch, like the Crawford boxes out there in left field. Um, it's a spot where you can get get got. Um, maybe Sandoval winds up in a sand trap. I don't know. Ooh, like, you know, yeah. Probably shouldn't use that ever again. But I'll use a stack against him. Yeah. And we'll see if it pays off. Sandoval actually has some, some good stuff. Um, I've seen, I've actually read some articles where people are talking him up, like SB Streamer, um, formerly with the Scorecrow. Yeah. You know, he had, he had him, like, written up in the offseason of uh, somebody potentially buy into. It's like He had, like, a deep dive article on him. Um, I don't disagree with what he was saying but um at some point the underlying numbers need to become you know real life stats yeah and uh yeah to this point in the season it hasn't and i i like you know i don't know what the the cheap options would be for the astros right now though that's the only problem i think they're starting to get Price back up. Jeez, uh, um, Altuve is fifty one hundred. Yeah, I don't know how he's that expensive still. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of started hitting again. Other than yesterday, he had multi hits and four straight games before that. Yeah. But you know, the problem is, is I don't know. Is that out of the range? I mean. You go with somebody cheap at 3K like Abraham Toro. Um, you could do that. Correa's not terrible as far as price. Um, 
Looking at some of the other guys. George Springer's. He's up there, but we know how good he can be. Yeah. Um, Michael Brantley, lefty lefty, is pretty interesting. I actually kind of like that. At he's only thirty five hundred. Uh, if he's in the lineup, he was just activated. Um, Saturday. So I, I kind of like Brantley yeah. as a way to get different. And then Kyle Tucker's been swinging the bat well too, so don't mind that. But yeah, with home run yesterday. But yeah, that's that's what I got. I I'm not really going super contrarian uh, today, but you're not going. Like, with- I guess the most contrarian that I'm going is the Twins against Savali, which right, and might not even end up being that contrarian, but. Uh, right now, I don't think too many people want to attack Savali, so no. I don't know. So you're not going with Contreras? Hmm? Not going with Wilson Contreras? You're not going Contreras? Hmm. Contrarius? Contrarian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll never say that one again. Yeah, I I don't... Yeah, probably not, though. I don't know. Mize could always have one of his, you know, they could have like, these rookie outings, like second time a um, major league team faces him. Maybe he gets blown up. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Then we'll take the contrarious in route. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I get home run calls, so, uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, I'll get to go with Nelly, Nelson Cruz. Nelly. Back-to-back days, home runs. Nelly. Nelly Cruz. Whoa, I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it. Um, home run call for me. I'll go. It's between two guys right now. I'll go with Castellanos. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think he's going yard. I like that. I think him. If not him, it's Matt Davidson going yard. One of those two are going yard. Yeah. For me, it's Cruz or Rendon. Those are my two my two top guys for hitters. There you have it. There it Win is. Some- Win some cash. Don't forget to keep listening for, to these pods every day as we do more. Um, you know, obviously, we've been doing this for a little while now. It's been, what, two weeks or almost two weeks, I think, we're doing these DFS pods. Um, mm-hmm. So keep at, we're going to keep at it and put some more stuff into here, uh, like 
yesterday with Sam's uh, waiver wire. That'll be every week. He'll be doing that every Monday. So, uh, see if we can get uh, Sunday, I think, right? Or yeah, every Sunday. I mean, yeah, because that's the, yeah. I don't know why I said Monday, but well, it's, they go through. I think on early. yeah, they go they go through. I'm like I think it's like midnight on Sunday or something, or whatever. So yeah, but I think next or or this week we'll probably do a a regular show for the trade deadline. Try to talk about some stuff that's gonna go down. Maybe maybe do that Sunday. People can come on. I'm not. Yeah, because the trade deadline is Monday at four o'clock. So try to have talk some talk through some of the stuff that's been. Well, some of the stuff already. Some of the trades already what happened. Like uh, what was that trade that happened yesterday? Uh, Workman. Oh uh, yeah, Brandon Workman with, to the Phillies. And uh, that other pitcher. Yeah, that's a good move for the Phillies. I yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, I like that move. Well, I like the move for both. I think both teams had a pretty good trade. Because, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Um, I I kind of I I knew he I knew Workman was going to be traded because like he was the only, he was like the Red Sox only good pitcher basically, and they. You know, they're obviously not going anywhere this year, so they might as well trade them. Right, yeah. Get something right. for them now. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that, those trades and the, or that trade and some other ones that go down before that. Like, let's see what teams actually end up selling because I don't know how much, how many teams are actually going to be selling in a year like this, but. I mean, I, I think it'll be like probably like Mariners and well, I mean, I don't know how much the Mariners have to to trade anyway, but they are, they actually did trade Daniel Vogel back to the Blue Jays for cash. I think it was yesterday, but you know, Vogelbach is hasn't done anything, so. Wasn't really much of note. It wasn't a big trade at all. So, no. But yeah, there'll be some teams that'll be like that. No, they're gonna. They're they know they're rebuilding. They don't really have much of a shot. That'll be end up selling. But we'll see over the next you know few days. This next week, what's what happens? It'll, it'll be exciting. I think. Now maybe not as exciting as other years, but. It, There'll still be trades that happen, that go down, and I th- probably gonna be end up being like a lot of them last last minute, like last year, because if the whole situation they're trying to figure it out, just make sure they wait till the last minute, I guess, just to see. Yeah, that's today. Um, We'll be back again with the DFS pod tomorrow. And yeah, just a reminder you can never have too much pod tar. And see you later.